With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Podcasting to you from the field here in beautiful rural Ireland. I'm Trev Danny, and this is the Anfield Index podcast, for which I am joined by Carl Kapak, by Cam Branch, producer Guy Drinkle, and for the first time, Lisa Marie Hanahan. And it would be silly for us not to acknowledge our new guest immediately before we do our usual uh, round the table stuff. And we'll go to you last for that, Lisa Marie. But just first, can I just say on behalf of myself and the lads, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's good to have you and look forward to talking to you about various res related topics. But we will go the tried and trusted method for this show and stick to our schedule and our normal routine. Now, I'm not sure how much listeners will be aware of Irish culture and current Irish culture, but there was a thing called the All-Ireland Final, which is a fairly huge Gaelic football match, which occurred last weekend. And in that match, the county of Mayo lost again. And I have an awful lot of, you know, personal connections to the county and I felt nothing but sympathy for them. They just have this terrible, terrible look that seems to just dog them. In fact, some people go back and look at a little curse that was placed upon the team back in 1951. It's a remarkable story. But in honour of Mayo, I wanted to just maybe do something that was going to lift the spirits a bit. And we had this guy on before. He's actually a Galway man, which mightn't sit too well with Mayo listeners. And his name is Paddy Losty. He's quite the character. He's called Pint Man Paddy, and I think I've played him before. This is just a 30-second clip about how Paddy wants to talk about how he doesn't really like to drink much. But when he does, he goes at it, as Paddy says himself, with a bit of a vengeance and a thirst. And I just wanted to play this because I think it was very much what would have been on the cards for most Mayo people in the immediate aftermath of yet another defeat. So here's Paddy for 30 seconds. in about two hours. I'd have a packet of crisps then and maybe an old packet of uh, peanuts. And I'd go for probably, and I'd have 10 more in there. And then I'd get up the following morning and morning have the fry on. And I'd go ahead again. And there'd be no fucking stuff me. I'd take the shirt of any man's back. Bastards. Gotta love that. <laughs> You've got to love that. The unnecessary aggression at the end is my favourite bit. Uh, Carl Kopak, how are you getting on, my friend? What have you got for us to start with? Well, firstly, it's just because Lisa Marie's here. Um, I remember I read a Beatles book where they said, remember the, the Let It Be um, film stroke album stroke aggressive standoff thing? And they said when Billy Preston came in to do um, <laughs> to do Get Back and Don't Let Me Down, he's a keyboard player, um, that they all like started acting at their, on their best behaviour because the new kid had started. Well, that's what yes. it's like. Only <laughs> <laughs> oh, now don't go back on my yeah, account. 
Yeah, uh, it's not going to happen, Lisa Marie. Don't worry. Uh, it'll last for about yeah, it'll last for a couple of minutes. This good behaviour, malarkey. We're all just pretending. Uh, so what have you got for us for an opening quote, Carl? Well, my opening quote does contain the, the c word. So if you've got any young children, please cover their ears. And put them okay, in. well there goes the neighbourhood already. Yeah, 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 okay, <laughs> but but, it, but it's necessary to the to the quote. The quote is this, and I I certainly ask you to listen to the first two words. Good article. A minority will unfortunately tarnish the majority. I was walking through the Leeds end when a few knobs panked in and thought it was funny to start singing, I'm a cunt, some more aggressive than others. A few more joined in. For the record, I'm not. <laughs> huh. now, you see, we have a little bit of an inside track here. And by the way, can I just set this up for listeners um, that this is the ultimate humble brag on behalf of Kopak here. This is about to clang like nothing has clanged on this show before. Please do inform the listeners as to, as to the context of this quote, Carl. Well, I write I write a weekly column for another website and it comes out on Monday. And my good friend Robbie Fowler replied to it. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's the second time he tweeted me. The, the other time he tweeted me, there was a game going on where you know that thing like where you take a movie title and you take a letter out out or or put a letter on, uh, and he was involved in that. And I said, "Psych," instead of "psycho," um, the 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 biopic of um, PJ and Duncan, which no one's going to get in a million years. But um, uh, uh, and he replied, "Ha ha, quality." Which so I think that pretty much makes us best of friends now. <laughs> And then to make, to make oh, it wow. worse, McAteer got involved as well. So the three of us, we're, we're all yeah, my my mate, my mate Jay, my mate Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do. <laughs> we're clearly doing this. I see. We're clearly going to do this. That's fine. Uh, so I, I, should, should we should we get our mates out and see see who's got the best list? Well, I, I, I've told you my before that the, the, I was out with a friend of mine who's in a band with he's, he's, he's on He's been working in telly for years, and we talk about like who's the most famous person we've got on our address book on our phone. And I won't go into it. And my mate had someone as well. I've got my phone as well. And uh, and he went, oh, uh, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've won that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not having that. That's That can't no, be No, it is true. It is absolutely true. Yeah, I've seen pictures, yeah. But okay, I'm at some stage. I'm going to need the full context as to why, uh, and I'm also going to need to 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 hear stories there because that sounds very very interesting indeed. Uh, Cam, what have you got for us to start? First of all, how are you Uh, doing, friend? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, It's great to have Lisa Maria on, who uh, you called a pleb first. um, No, no justification for that, old friend. No justification. Oh my god. You know, yeah, she's I, not even on the project, and you're hurling abuse at her. Save that for me, please. Wow. All right. Okay. Wow. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Cam. You're such a gentleman. Oh my God! Don't encourage him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we we have similar son-in-law, daughter-in-law. Uh, oh yes. Brother in story. So <laughs> we're connected now. So that's, that's the end right. of that. Uh, yeah, cool. Right, I've got two little quick. Uh, uh, well, one's a one's a quote, one's a, a silly dad joke. So um, the quote first: I wasn't ready to manage straight away. You have a few players who stopped and managed the first team straight away and were successful, and then there are others ones who take different pathways. And I think that was 
And I think that what, and I think what was important for me was to understand what I really wanted to do. That's mm. the quote. Now, listen, it's normally, it's normally got some connection to something that's coming up. So I have an idea. Um, does anyone want to guess before I guess? I'm definitely guessing Vieira. Yeah, that's yeah. where I was going to go over here. I'm going to have yeah, to that change. Was, that was my guess as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have to do something different next week. Yeah, that was Patrick Vieira. So, um, talking about going into football management and my, uh, dad joke. I was parked on double yellow lines and a traffic warden came up to me. Gave me a ticket, and it was Man City versus Southampton. Oh, God. Although I did, I have to say I'm very fond of the sentiment. We uh, we are actually going to talk about that topic later on if we can. Um, I would like to uh, tease that one out a little bit because it's quite a fascinating one. Um, Lisa Marie, what's your opening quote for us? If you try to follow everyone else and be like everyone else, before you know it, you're gone. You're not going to find yourself again. You'll just be a version of what you might have hoped to have been. And that's from Dolly Parton, the Queen of Tennessee, in my opinion, which is, of course, where I'm from. I saw a picture of Dolly today on my Twitter feed uh, in a, uh, you know, uh, graduation cap and gown. Um, and she basically, it was her, it was her tweet and she was saying, but this is what I look like when I win an argument or something like that. Has she received some sort of honorary award or something of late? I is think that, is she's that... probably, I know she has received an honorary degree from the University of Tennessee. Um, but I don't, uh, I didn't think that was recent. I thought that had happened a couple of years ago. So she may have picked up another one. It must um, be just well known for her. Yeah. She's very well known for her philanthropy work. Um, she donated like a million dollars toward the Merdona yeah. vaccine and just, yeah, she's, she's who I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> yeah. She's who I want to be when I grow up as well. And can, can I, can I ask uh, you to just for the sake of, of people who are listening, this will be the first time they've heard you uh, speak with us and hopefully it'll be far from the last. Cause like I said, um, a couple of weeks ago, we're hoping to introduce these new voices to the show on a regular basis and hopefully you'll be back for more at least Marie, after this one but just so folks get an idea of where it is that you are and what what it is for you to be a Liverpool fan because you know when we speak I'm always fascinated um, and I, I'm always very impressed by people who are in completely different time zones and what that means for them in terms of being a fan so I mean maybe just first of all tell us where you are and what does match day mean for you? So I live about 20 miles south of Nashville Tennessee okay. in a town called Franklin and um, was not born here but was raised here and went off to college and came back. Um, match day generally means early, you know, having to fit watching the match in between other, you know, weekend activities. Um, you know, and when they play that early game, that means, you know, it's on at 6.30 in the morning here. <laughs> so I have, I have often watched the match uh, with a cup of coffee versus, you know, maybe some other beverage. And, uh, you know, and it used to be, yeah. I, I would, I, you know, when I get my kids' schedules when they were all playing, um, we call it soccer here, uh, when they were all playing soccer, I'd be like, oh, I 
you know, I happen to not be able to catch the Liverpool game there. Oh, good. That works. Okay. So yeah, I, that's very much me. Um, I very much try to schedule my, my weekend activities around the Liverpool match. Yeah. What, what's always amazing again, as well for, for, for people over this part of the world and in England, Scotland, Wales is the fact that you guys have far more ready access to the matches, don't you really through all those various ESPN channels, uh, than we actually do at times. I mean, it's pretty, you can pretty much watch any game you want, right? Yes, that is correct. I mean, very rarely is the match not televised over here. Now, to be fair, yeah. I am a more recent Liverpool fan. I've really only been a fan for the last few years. So, you know, I, I didn't grow up, you know, trying to find the televised games. It's It's been something that um, we've kind of taken on, my husband and I, in the last couple of years. But, yeah, there's almost always the matches televised here. And are there any um, yeah. good, good bargains to be had at the Williamson Square shopping centre there? <laughs> 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 you know, um, probably. <laughs> what, what's, the, what, what's the traffic like on the Royal Oak Boulevard these days? <laughs> oh, my God. Now, I actually live a little further south than that. Um, I, if, if you've got the map up there, Carl. I'm a, map? Actually How dare you? Well, you I apologize. Near West Harpeth, that sort of area. Yes, yes. Actually, the West Harpeth is about... I can almost throw a rock from my house and hit it. Yes, yeah, right. they retake 40. I know it, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Lovely countryside, you know, very, very, very rolling hills. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it gives you good access to Springfield um, as well and, you know, Arrington and Almaville, those sort of places. Absolutely. Arrington Vineyards is fantastic. Yeah. Carry on, folks. I really, I really, wish, I really wish you wouldn't encourage him like this, Lisa Marie. I mean, it's bad enough, bad enough, in allowing Brainsh away with that uh, absolute, uh, scandalously awful comment earlier on. But anyway, look, uh, these boys will be trying to push around the edges. So fair play to them. Uh, can, who's putting up the photograph of Robbie Fowler in the, uh, in the chat here? Who's, who's placed that one there? Yeah, just for mention that. Just put it in the chat. Um, you know, me and my mate Robbie. Somebody, somebody gets tweets, but you know, I just thought put some just photo like evidence. Again, Cam, good article. Just like to. Maybe Robbie, after I'd had words with him, you know, I thought, do the nice thing, Rob. Can you just, uh, no, do a little retweet? So. And did you? Uh, just did looking you, out for my mates, you, you know. Just, did you actually have a chat with uh, Robbie on the evening this was taken or a day this was taken? This was a, a five times event um, about five okay. years ago. And um, this was the first time I actually met Gags, Harinda, Nina, Enzo. And um, and here we are today. So, uh, really? I just assumed that you guys went back further than AI. I no. Um, I started um, talking to Gags online through Twitter. Um, and then um, first time I actually spoke to him, he tried to do like a live match commentary 
sort of thing. And it was a Liverpool mm. United game. That was an idea and, back in the day, yeah. Yeah, yeah and um, we were 3-0 up at half-time. So I cut, um, it was a, I think it was an old traffic. There you go. So, um, and uh, I went on half time and just said, well, I just think, you know, this is the easiest uh, game Liverpool have ever had at Old Trafford. You know, being Man United are absolutely awful. It wasn't that we were brilliant or anything like that. I just felt Man United were really, really poor and Liverpool completely exploited them that first half. So, um, Gags didn't, didn't really like that that much you felt you know no it was Liverpool were brilliant and that was the start of a beautiful relationship I was going to say a yeah, nice 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 beginning for you in uh, in, in terms of uh, discord that's great uh we should get cracking on with some topics because we have lots to get through and I'm bearing in mind as well Carl that you have some specific questions for uh Cam which are uh culinary in uh, nature but we'll come to that uh t- towards the end of the show but let's just get into a little bit of football first because look if we're being honest this is absolutely the best part about what we do this is the best time to be red which is able to watch these matches um you know these high class matches high quality matches one after the other you wouldn't think it necessarily when you find yourself mired in the online existence but i think everyone can understand that it's probably wise to extricate yourself from that um, when it gets silly um but we've had a couple of great wins back to back and what really struck me was a pointed contrast during the week and the contrast was between, I think, possibly my favorite Kloppo thing, which is where he goes to the cop end at the end of a match and he does his fist pump, his three fist pumps, which are responded to by the crowd. Uh, frankly, I love that. It's one of my favorite things about this era. Um, it's a real connection. I don't think it's bullshit at all. And I think it's like the logical conclusion of what he tried to do uh, way back at the start when he was getting all the lads walking down they're ha- holding hands with each other and that didn't quite work i think this is it now that's the absolute sign of that connection not 24 hours later you had a situation where you had pep guardiola basically asking his it wasn't 24 hours it was around the same time he was asking his fans to show up and come to the stadium um to see the champions uh, who are, you know, nominally the best squad in the country, if not in the uh, continent, uh, play their football. And I, I was I was struck by images of Jack Grealish doing a sliding celebration in front of vast swathes of blue, a- empty seats, basically. So, Lisa Marie, you said you're comparatively, comparatively new to the game, but this must be something that really strikes you as something really interesting to see the contrast between the cultures of two clubs one club both old venerable clubs one of which though has been reinvented and now just seems to have a lack of soul i mean what does it what does it look like to you from from afar yeah, I I would agree. I you know of course I've never been to Anfield, um, although I have seen them play here in the U.S. Um, in preseason. Actually, I have seen Man um, Man City and Tottenham play here in Nashville preseason in um, okay. 20, 2017. But anyway, um, but you can feel it through the TV. 
you know, the, the atmosphere and everything at Anfield. I mean, there are times where I just, I mean, I know, I think it was the first game of the season. Um, you know, the Bobby Firmino song was coming so clear through the coverage and everything that it was stuck yeah. in my head for two days. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, yeah. And, and it does, it astounds me is, and it's been something I think I've become more aware of here more recently that is, you know, you think, oh, Man City, they won everything here recently. You would think their stadium would be packed. People would be, you know, hungry for tickets. And it astounds me that there's empty seats in that place. I just, I don't understand. It doesn't it's make so sense. It's so strange. It's, yeah, it's so strange. And, and Cam, you teed this up with, with, your, with your wee dad joke earlier on. And I mean, it's, I mean, it, it, it's it's good to poke fun and we should absolutely do so. But I can tell you that I spoke to a lifelong City fan, uh, my good pal this morning, and he said he was furious with Guardiola. Furious. And I've seen the um, spokespeople for two different City fan groups expressing very similar sentiments, Cam, that you know, just please manage the team and stop talking about us. Because I'm going to throw this out um, and see what you make of it, Cam. It's a theory I heard expanded by someone that the empty empty seats, we're talking about an old club, a venerable club, a club that surely would be able to drum up support. The empty seats, according to this theory, are from, you know, they've been bought up by some of our uh, our, our, our um, city owners, um, rich pals, uh, just to keep these season tickets um, bought. And I don't, I, I don't know, it's strange. It's a little bit of a conspiracy theory. I don't know. Can you explain why, why that place isn't packed to the rafters, Cam? It doesn't make any sense to me because I used to love that club when they were, you know, before they were what they are now, you know, like I say, love, I always had a, fond, a fondness for them. And they always had hugely loyal fans, you know, maybe a bit fatalistic, but loyal. What's going on? Um, that's the $64 million question. What is going on? I mean, I don't, I honestly don't know. I mean, I've been, I've, I've been twice to Main Road and one to the Etihad, once to the Etihad. And I went to the Etihad before it was expanded. And both the main road games and the game at the Etihad, it was a full house, not an empty seat to be seen. We won all three games, by the way. It was mm. all three games were against Liverpool, so I'll just put it out there. So maybe I should go there more often. Um, um, it, it's a strange one. Um, either they're, they're pricing fans out and City fans genuinely, you know, with the current climate, just cannot afford to go. Although this has been a running joke for about two years now, hasn't it? Uh, being, you know, everyone calls it the empty head. Yeah. So um, it, it's, it's, from the looks of it, it's, they're, they're not as well a supported club as everybody thought they were. You, you can only go by what you see. You can, you can subscribe to any conspiracy theory you like. Uh, why would the own? Why would Pep be saying this for people to come to the game? And that must mean that tickets are available. He wouldn't say it otherwise. So if you can't sell ticket season ticket season season seat tickets 
to people you don't know. You can only send it, you know, you know, like Lupa, we have, you have to be on the friends and family list if you want to transfer a ticket over. And even that's changing now with all this new, um, NSE business. So, so uh, it's, it, the, the mind boggles. They're, they're obviously, you know, you look across the, you go across the Salford, they get 76,000 every week as a game on, you know, uh, a, you know, a Champions League game or a, um, a league game. They're consistently over 60,000, 70,000. Man City have a 55,000 seat stadium and they're getting 43, 44,000, 45,000, 48,000. They're just not, they're just not a big club. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. You see, Carl, I'm going to give you the final word on this because I find myself being very circumspect here because City kind of are a big club in, in terms of in terms of heritage, in terms of in terms of being a venerable institution um, for years. And I kind of like, I always liked their fans because, like I say, they were fatalistic and they had this sort of sense of like, you know. Yeah, typical city. They had this sense of good things may happen, but bad things will always follow. That kind of thing. They had this sort of fatalism about that they couldn't help but endear you to them. And there cannot but be several, several tens of thousands uh, of fans who would happen to be in that stadium, you would think. And yet they are not. And I just put a, a, a picture in the in the chat there of of that Jack Grealish slide celebration and behind him is just an empty stand almost, or there's certainly a chunk of a stand that's empty. I just don't understand what's happening there because Cam said about price and people being priced out, but there's also, you know, this, this, there are plenty of people with money. So I don't really, I'm not sure I can fully buy into that as an explanation either. What, what do you think's happening there? I think there's, there's many, many different reasons to why this is. And to be honest, I'm going to say this straight away. I'm fine with them not being able to sell out their grounds because um, it shows more than anything else that the people who go to their games, people always talk about the empty seats, but I'm more interested in the people that go to the games. And my my position is always the same on this, Trevor, as you know, is I'm always fan first. And I don't like anyone who criticizes people who go to football games. I just don't like that, um, you know, because they're, they're going out and they're doing it. Um, I think that there's, there's, there's tons of reasons. Um, Firstly, the initial Man City base, which I think is probably still the same base. Um, we're, we're good fun. You know, they're, they're Manx. We don't like them. I'm not going to pretend otherwise. But, um, um, you know, there, there was an element of, you know, we hate United too. So we sort of got on. Obviously, we battered them a lot in the 70s, 80s, 90s. And, um, but I, I think a lot of it, I think a lot of it probably is businessmen taking seats and not going because he's want to go, he wants to go to Southampton. I think what Pep's got wrong there more than anything else is the fact that he sees football in Manchester the same way he sees it in Barcelona, whereas you're always going to get the casual viewer rather than someone who's going to you know, schlep all the way over there. And the other reason, is, and it's a pretty big one, is Man United. Man United have always got the numbers. Man United always travel, much as I you know, dislike them. They've all, they always travel. City travel too. Their away attendance City are pretty good, to be honest. I think there's a, a mixture of pricing going on. I think it's um, the, the the ground's too big for the club, um, which I don't see as a negative thing to be honest. Because you know, if if if, if Liverpool went up to an eight hundred thousand seater stadium, it look crap, you know. Um, but in terms of heritage, you know, they've certainly got the heritage. There's no question that at all. I think it's a shame in some ways because um, I, I I like clubs like you know I was in, in Leeds on Sunday. 
And I was saying to my mates before we went, I was like, you know, I like Leeds. I like the history of Leeds. I like what they've done. And, you know, in the past, and they're great players. When it came out, I felt slightly different, shall we say. Keep going down, boys. Keep going down. Um, but I think with City, it, it is a mixture of, I think they bought the wrong club. If they wanted to turn into a Madrid or a Barca or a PSG, I think they bought the wrong club because it's not that sort of fan base. And, yeah. you know, you're, you're always going to get, you know, your new fans if they're doing well. And, you know, that's probably happened. But they either can't afford to go in or they're not asked because, you know, they just rather sort of see the results and say, yeah, we won 5-0 again, rather than have the sort of, you know, the the, the sort of the, the big intense fan base like we in United do. And City, as I say, City are intense. They really are. They always travel. But um, I, I don't think there's a case of that anymore. I think it's more of a cinema club, which I think is is a shame. And it, it, those remarks by Guardiola just, just said to me, again, it's just a man who, Knows football, doesn't know, but doesn't know the, the culture of the game. That's what that says to me. Yeah, I, apparently he's come out and clarified or made it even more confusing today with several other things you said. I'm, I'm glad you touched on that Leeds thing as well because I did want to throw it out there. I think I said it on Raw, but for people who who aren't subscribers to Anfield Index Pro, then they mightn't have heard this. And I just I do want it on record that I have an awful lot of admiration for that club too. But I, and, and and I know several Leeds fans who are nice people and I like talking to them about football. Uh, so as a result, I didn't react the way I wanted to on my Twitter feed immediately afterwards, but I was fucking fuming after that match with that crowd. Um, they really pissed me off. They're a sort of, they have a sort of a, a snideness to them. And there's also a sort of an emptiness to that kind of support that I, I can't get behind. Um, shouting people down when they're singing songs uh coming out with all sorts of absolute bile uh and and, and nastiness so I, I you know i just wanted it to be out there because I, I i don't think that it can't be representative of the of the general fan base but wow there is a loud loud plentiful element in that crowd that are deeply unpleasant you were there for that carl weren't you yeah, well, can we talk about match? I'm, I'm more angry at match of the day. And Go I on, think then. This, this, is, this is a huge problem. So, match of the day, they said, and it's not nice to see the lead supporters uh, applauding Harvey Elliott, Harvey Elliott off. Um, and it was a throwaway line, and it, the, the context of that was basically, look, aren't Leeds good? Aren't they solid football sports supporters? Um, yeah. And they did. And, you know, I'm not going to dispute that, but they were vile. Absolutely vile throughout that game. Hillsborough songs, no place for them in the game. And um, again, again, me and my mate Robbie Fowler agree on this. Uh, <laughs> we, he said uh, again those words. Good article was because I fuck. And so we we do it as well. Um, Jason McAteer didn't comment actually, but uh, we do it as well. Like you know, you know the the Rainbow <laughs> song and stuff like that. And you know and. and Liverpool fans, some by no means all, you know, the Galatasaray songs were coming out. They were more individual shouts rather than so. They definitely meant songs. They were individual shouts. People showing Turkish flags to the Leeds fans because that's a bit, that dates back to 2010 when two um, Leeds fans were killed in Istanbul on the debut of the UEFA Cup final, semi-final, sorry. Um, and I just thought it's just I don't know why you how you can be offended by Hillsborough songs, which I certainly was. And then think, okay, well, let's just go as low as they can, and then say, yeah, but they were a disgrace. You can't do that. Um, so I was sort of my, again, good article um, that Robbie really enjoyed. Um, I do have um, books for sale on Amazon.com. 
Um, I just thought it was horrible. It was horrible. And I hope they get relegated. But but I still like the history of the club. And I like the people who really genuinely like football in Leeds. I really like that. But that was just... It's honest. You know, it wasn't, I wasn't upset or, or anything like that. It was just, fuck off. That was my attitude to them. And it still is. Mine too, I have to say. I, again, I want to there. That Carl Kopak, ladies and gentlemen, uh, making a very valid point was simultaneously prostituting himself in front of uh, the audience. Uh, a beautiful, beautiful balancing three, three act. Three books. To... Um, one and two, two on download. Uh, looking forward, um, unless there's something very, very specific that anyone else wants to jump in with on what we've spoken about there. Um, well, just to say that the, the next game is against Crystal Palace, um, and the, the character of my first novel is a Crystal Palace fan. So, well, fucking hell, that's a, it's not. It's not actually a bad segue because that's where I wanted to go next. I wanted to look at the. I'm happy to do them all day, Trev. Don't worry about that. Yeah. I, oh, I know. So I mean, so I mean. <laughs> With, with with the with the Palace game coming up the weekend, there is one sort of outstanding question that's sort of in my head because, like I say, I've been really really enjoying this, watching really good teams go out, watching solid benches, um, feeling like, you know, we can pretty much, we, 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 it doesn't matter who we go up against, we have the beating of every team, and it just feels good at the moment, and so you're kind of eager to see all these players contribute. We've seen virtually everybody now, except, and Cam, I'll start with you on this one, except Mr. Kanate. Uh, and I would think that with the history that we've had with, or that Joel's had with injury, and he's been bloody superb since the start of the season, then it might be his turn to take a step out like Virgil did uh, against AC Milan. And if that is the case, are we going to get a chance to see our new boy alongside Virgil? Because I know if I wanted to make my debut, I think I'd like the big security blanket that is Virgil van Dijk beside me. I mean, uh, would you be hopeful or is that something you're even thinking about, um, about getting a look at Kanate in, in action against Palace at the weekend? Play strongest available 11. Um, and I think strongest available 11 right now would be Virgil and Joe, sorry, Joel Matip. If it's not Joel Matip, then it will be Joe Gomez. I think Canate's fourth. I think you could, if we're going to see Canate, it will be against Norwich away next week in the League Cup. I think that's nailed on Cam, to be honest. I think that's, I think yeah. that's the first name on the team sheet. So um, that would see, be... So hang on, hang on. Play, play your best 11, though, Cam. Play your best 11 means you don't rest Virgil van Dijk uh, against AC Milan. That's hardly a gimme. That's hardly a throwaway match. No. Um, best available 11, I said. But he was In available. Man. How do you know? Just because he, he was told on me. the bench. He, of course he did. Sorry. He read, he read one of Trev's articles from, from years ago when Trev used to write. You he 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 told me because he, he just I, I happen to know he was fit. Uh, so I, I, what I'm saying is I'm not sure that's not that's necessarily and the Wayne, policy. Wayne, you're, 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 no, no, he he may well have been fit, but he was not available to start. Okay, because of the minutes he's he's already played know, after what, coming what back the from injury. Is this inception. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. It is what it is, Trev. 
At the end of the day, I, we we got to look at the sports science of this. Yes. Are you going to start quoting chronic load at me now? Is that what you're going to do? Well, if you want to go there. No, I really don't. I really don't. At the end of the day, you've got to manage the minutes as well of, of, of uh, players who have come you, back from injury. I, I could well that? see this weekend, I could see it being um, Virgil and uh, Joe Gomez because... Again, you, you can start building up the minutes of Joe Gomez. You can give a um, John Matipa a break this weekend now because he's played every game so far and he's come back from an injury as well. So we've got four centre-backs there now. There are four excellent centre-backs. One, you know? arguably two, are world-class centre-backs. How do you know? How do I know what? How do you know that we've got four excellent centre backs? We haven't seen Canali yet. We don't know what he can do. I've seen him. Ah, oh, you've seen him. <laughs> he told me he was excellent. That's all he I knew. He told you he was excellent. Yeah. All right, all right. I, 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 then, I, I, I was having a chat with Jurgen the other day, and um, yeah, I, 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 grow weary. I grow weary with your nonsense, Cam. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a world class centre back too because I said so. Yeah, you told you told me you are a world class centre back, Carl. So definitely you are. Um, uh, Lisa Murray, for, for the third time, I'm trying to get to Lisa Murray here. Uh, these 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 they're unbelievable. It's gibber. Uh, can can I uh, can I ask you? I mean, look, we we have we have um, our only signing sitting there in the bench. Cam is convinced because the lad told him that he's world class. Now, I'd like to see the fella play. And I understand that Cam saying we've got that game against Norwich, which is, you know, uh, we, we did hear Kloppo saying he's going to take the Cups a bit more seriously this year, whether that's just lip service, because Klopp does a lot of bullshit to the press. He, he really does. He, he, he sells them a line of shite a lot. But you, do you think is there's any chance of us seeing it? I mean, is, is, is this too big of a game, as in a league match to throw him in? I mean, what, 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 what do you reckon? I, I'm just really eager to see him play. I don't know that he'll start, but I think if the game is going well, he might come in. I think he might get 10 minutes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I like that. I, I like that compromise. I could take that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I could live with but I think, yeah, I think going. if he comes in and he gets, you know, 15, 20 minutes maybe, and then, yeah, I, I really, I do think he'll play the Norwich game. He definitely will. In the, the cold run that is Carroll Road, I think you'll, um, I think we'll be seeing him there. Yeah, but you see, that's, I mean, uh, again, Klopp has said that's, you know, he was rolling his eyes and saying, look, another easy draw for us in the first round of the cup uh, away against the Premier League side. I mean, it's there's nothing easy about that. And Norwich will see it as a potential route possibly to to doing something this season. So I think they'll probably take it quite seriously. But they don't really have a whole lot of depth in that squad anyway. You so. need the inside track from the local man in Norwich. Tell us, tell us the Norfolk word on the street. Yes, man on the street. Let man us on know. the street. This, this, this is where finally... Finally, my hours of research in the pub the other day come, really comes into to, into its own. Um, <laughs> the, the talk basically is that 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 um, they're not Norwich can't afford to take it seriously because they haven't won a game, they haven't got a point yet, um, and that they're very they're very probably just going to go. Do you know what? Have a bye. 
doesn't really matter. And to be honest, and, you, and Trevor, I get what you're saying, but you've, I think we should also remember that Canati did, did cost 35 million quid. It's not me and you out there, is it? Oh, I don't know where you're going with this. I, I do a fine job. But yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's exactly, exactly. But, you know, well, yeah, it was, it was closer to 40, wasn't it? So, I mean, there there's there's a... I have a level of impatience uh, about me with to, just to see to see what this I can do. Yeah. Um, and and, and, and I, I, I don't fully buy into this player's strongest 11 thing because um, they, they, they can't say it. Well, well it, it's kind of contradictory to say that and, and say you're going to manage minutes. You're either doing one or the other. So I, I, I but, but, you know, well, look, it's, it, it is what it is. I said at this point that what I do is uh, whatever, if there is a specific Liverpool related story, uh, you guys want to throw in mix like i always say every week uh far be it from us to stick rigidly to any sort of agenda we do have a couple of places to go that are non-football at the end which i'm going to insist upon but just before we finish with the footy is there anything that anybody wanted to bring up floor is literally open and if not i'll go i'll go around and just double check well, well at some point i want to ask lisa marie um her opinion on the moon landings oh hey wait hey liverpool related okay do not, do not, please do not bring Moon stuff into it without this. My God, there's a show in that. Uh, it's so, so. <laughs> uh, I can't wait for your TV program on this, Trev. Oh, it's coming, man. It's coming. True, really life, shot half. true, true life with Trev Downey. I've shot half of it, but um, there's a rumor that it was it, 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 there was a rumor that it was actually Stanley Kubrick who shot it. But anyway, yep. uh, getting back Loving to the, the truth uh, to power with Trev Downey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're all lying to you. Let's Trev. talk nine eleven. Uh, <laughs> well, listen, I've, again, there's a show on that. Um, come, <laughs> g- give us a. Give, Give us a football-related topic before this goes off the fucking rails. Um, no, my mine one would have been what we've already covered, the Man City stuff. So, um, you know, that's tense, the dad joke sort of led into that. Nice, nice. Lisa Marie, anything you wanted to bring up? Because I, I obviously got to give you give your opportunity if there's something you want to specifically talk about. Um, I just want to say that I think Joe Gomez deserves a little love and shout out for coming back and playing the full 90 minutes the other night. You know, I mean, yeah. we, we sort of celebrated with parades and whatever Virgil coming back and don't get me wrong. I'm very, very happy that he's back, but I, I feel, I mean, I think from my understanding is Joe's injury was much, much worse than Virgil. Yeah. And to see that kid back, I mean, no, maybe not his best game, but he played the full 90 and, you know, had a relatively good game. So I just, I just think Joe deserves a shout out. I think that's really, I'm glad you did that because I was aware doing post-match raw afterwards that, you know, we had to analyze how the goals went in and you find yourself drawing attention to the fact that Virgil's not there and blah, blah, blah. And obviously Joe has been fantastic. So almost by process of elimination, it looks as if someone's pointing a finger a little bit at, at, at Joe Gomez, but I, I agree with you entirely. It's just, listen, we know how good that kid is. And there was a time when he was playing better in a all-conquering Liverpool team than Virgil was. He was in better form, um, possibly being more effective in matches. 
And I just think, yeah, you're exactly right to to, to draw attention to that. And look, it, oh, it's an embarrassment of riches. If that guy can get back to anything like what he was, I was very, very peak. And that was a very competent display for sure. Um, we heard before the match, uh, Carl, just to lean into this thing with Joe Gomez a little bit about a technical thing that they've been working on in the training ground with um, Joe pinging these diagonal balls in the same way that Virgil does. Uh, you know, uh, it's sort of really, really interesting technical thing. It's a real weapon in our arsenal because we've got these incredibly nippy guys who like to run from outside to in and pick up these uh, positions running in behind defenders and, and the right ball delivered can land at feet and you know you've got an opportunity we've seen Virgil do that endless times and it's interesting I've always rated Joe Gomez with his passing as well he can play a ball really well in defeat so uh, there's two things I want to talk about before we move away from Liverpool first give me your Joe Gomez take and second how good is it and this is a separate thing to watch Joel, Joel Matip do his playmaker thing, wandering about in the opposition box with supreme confidence and laying off little passes. These are two wonderful things to think about. Cam, Cam the new girl's talking about football after half an hour. What, what, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> we leave. This is new ground for us. People uh, start realising yeah. that we're only in it for the what's your favourite type of biscuits talk. Um... See, this was we'll, not we'll come this was that. not communicated to me. I yeah. I, I apologize. You're gonna be not in the demo group. That's why. Oh God, low football talk after twenty minutes. Um, Joe Gomez, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's he's fantastic. Of course he is. Uh, and um, once I know I say it every single time he comes up, but my favorite thing about Joe Gomez is that his middle name is Dave, not David. Really like that. He's got the he's the last person you'd want to argue with in a nightclub. The stare that man has got is frightening. Even when he's happy, he looks like he's about to tear you to pieces. So, like, he's he's very good, Joe. He, he, it's I think one of the reasons we haven't seen him quite so much is when the day of his injury, um, I got a pretty good source who said, "Look, it's it it, it makes it, it it makes Virgil's look like a loose toenail. It's a really, really, really bad one. I mean, it's horrific. I mean, Virgil's wasn't nice, obviously, but um, I think there might be that might be an element of that. And uh, it's good to see him get a start. I still got a feeling we're going to see him more of fullback than centre half this year." Just to give Trent a rest occasionally, if, if we do sell Nico, because obviously he wants to go. Um, I think that's going to be part of it. Um, but as for Joel Matip, I'm really lucky. I've been to, I've been to all uh, all four league games this season, and there's always a moment when Joe goes up the field. And there's a mutual friend of ours, Trev, who said uh, once that when a centre half breaks free and goes up the pitch, it's akin to a horse running through a council estate. No one's got a clue what to do. No one has the first idea. Yeah. How do you defend that? And what he did for that first goal in Leeds, we were singing his name more than most in uh, in, in in the John Charles stand. And it was, um, I think he's just a glorious footballer. I love the fact that it was, I think it was Chelsea where he gave a free kick away, like literally about three minutes into the game. And he's so angry if you look it up that he's just screaming at himself with his arms flailing all over the place. And um, I love the fact that Virgil absolutely. I know Joe Gomez is his best mate, obviously, but he absolutely loves Joe, Joe Matip. And I'm I'm so pleased he's a Liverpool player. He's a hell of a player. It's just whether he can keep him fit or not. Yeah, well, long may it last because it is wonderful. I know I'm I'm obviously anxious to see our new boy, but when these guys that we've already seen are doing what they're doing, ah, uh, it's just beautiful to be part of it. And you know, man, that's quite a sentence you just said there. After the year and a half that people have had to endure um 
to be able to say that you've been at four league games in a row. Yeah, I'm not um, going to Palace. I can't. I'm going to a gig on um, tomorrow night, so I can't go. But but, but to... it, it's it, it's a, it's a beautiful thing, right? It's a beautiful yeah. thing to be back Look, at really the game. It. Really missed it. You know, uh, with your mates and all the rest of it, and uh, yeah, uh, like I say, I've been enjoying it vicariously. Now, can I just speak a little bit out of school here for the benefit of listeners? Because um, when Carl threw the biscuit comment in. Um, as you know, listeners, because um, he's quite often on the mic with us, producer Guy Drinkle is uh, literally overseeing all um, with his uh, knob twiddling in the background. And he has put a little grenade into the uh, chat box here saying that the correct biscuit answer is custard cream for the best biscuit. And of course, then Cam comes in with Jaffa cake. And Guy has said that's a cake. Now I've had this conversation in this podcast before, and I refuse to go here again. You need to, you need to sort out this topic, and we're going to have a definitive conversation about about, about it some other time. But I am interested, uh, and we we got it hardens. A, a, a cake is something that that um, hardens, and a biscuit softens. And wow, cake hardens. <clears throat> so. There you go. That's science. Carl Coppock there. The and Anthony, I know you're a big fan of science obviously as well, Trev. Carl Coppock, the Anthony Fauci of biscuits, uh, <laughs> has just, he has spoken. Biscuits, and I do like as well the way you emphasize the T, biscuits soften. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. Uh, shortbread uh, short doesn't soften. That's shortbread, isn't it? Not biscuit, is it? Yeah. Although you find it on the biscuit aisle. Same as Jaffa cakes. Quite confusing, really, isn't it? Do you know what I would do next time, Cam, is I would work out these thoughts in my head before you say them. <laughs> oh, I, I'm just thinking of where you find them in the supermarket. <laughs> oh, my I'm God. Sure. It's a tactic. I, 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 I have a specific question for all three <laughs> of you. <that. laughs> Sorry, <laughs> drink was put in the chat. The shortbread is bread. It is bread. He's right. <laughs> uh, so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, I have a specific question for all three of you. Now you can interpret this the the uh, the, the the verb here, which, whichever way you like. Uh, I I don't want to be too prescriptive. Um. So, the question is this: What is the single best thing that you've ever made? So I, I just you, you had warning, you knew it was coming up. So um, none of your uh, I haven't thought about this from from Branchy that we always get. Uh, but just in case Branchy's Which about is to the correct answer. In case Branchy's about to do as usual. Oh, I didn't realise I was supposed to. Uh, we'll go to him last. So 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 he's, screw you. He's on tonight, Cam, isn't he? He's what? He's on you tonight. Jesus. Yeah, he's he absolutely deserves it. He's been oh, he, he's he's. He's tried to he's tried to uh, stitch me up right from the start. <laughs> stitch me up that that horrendous effort at a stitch up at least Marie right at the start. I'm, 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 I'm just I'm just having some wine. Oh, you asshole! Anyway, uh, <laughs> cold water. Uh, Carl, best thing you've ever made, off the top of your head. Go for it. I'm I'm afraid we're we're going to sing from the same hymn sheet again. Um, I've written three books, Trev. Uh, oh, Christ. <laughs> but it probably is. Yeah, and I've written two novels, so both very competitively priced on Amazon. And, um, <laughs> it is, yeah, you know, it is. It is but it is, though, because I, I, I have created the world at just two ninety nine each. 
and um and also I've, 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 um, i was in a band so like you know i i really have created sweet sweet music um, <laughs> i'm not um uh, okay, uh, okay, okay. I, I'm go, I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you to stop being such a shill for your own produce and actually pick your favorite child. Which book? Uh oh. Come on. Would you go character based or plot based? It depends on what you want, really. Oh my god, he's now going to tell us what's good about both of them. <laughs> I've been doing this for a long time, Trevor Downey. A long time. <laughs> As I said okay. on one of my podcasts, um, <laughs> I said on my Sherlock pod, which is available currently on Rippercast. Um, I really, I really will stop doing it now. Uh, I like the second book because it's got more plot, I think. But I'm, I'm deeply, deeply proud of the first one. But yeah, yeah, I mean it, that, that genuinely is the answer because it is sort of like you know you've created some a world, and uh, the, the best thing about it is I'm still not entirely sure how it's happened, but I read it and think I do generally think you know. Bloody hell! That sort of that, that reads like someone knows what you're talking about, and I, I clearly didn't. So that that's that's quite a nice thing. It's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, yeah. And and perfectly perfectly uh, uh, understandable and valid uh, reluctance to choose between them. I like that. Uh, yeah. So I suppose if you created a book that most people would go with that as their option, Lisa Marie, best thing you've ever made. I have a um, feeling. I think I know where you're going to go with this. I think you're going to have an angle on this. Go on. Uh oh, I'm not sure. Um, I'm a pretty good cook. Okay. So I have. Oh, did you think I was gonna be like, well, I've I've given birth to three children and I, I just can't pick between them. Yeah, I thought <laughs> you were gonna do that. Yeah, I absolutely, did. And you know what, it, Lisa Marie, if you had gone there, it would have absolutely ruined Carl Kopak's effort completely. Uh, oh, but go darn, ahead. You should have. You should have let me know that. Um, yeah. yes, I mean, yes, I have had Amazon? three children, but yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I try not to choose between them, so yeah, couldn't pick a favorite. Um, I'll, it, well, what I tell them is it depends on the day who's my favorite. They're, they're ranked, you know, accordingly. Nice. Yeah. Um, and they know it too. Um, they'll even <laughs> ask, so does this, you know, put me in first place, but no, I'm, I'm a pretty, <laughs> pretty good cook. Um, and, and I like to to do that um but i also crochet and i've made numerous scarves and baby blankets and things like that so i think the last blanket that i crocheted when my niece was born is probably the one i'm most proud of so there you go i, I is there any way you can supply some photographic evidence in the in the chat group there so we can actually see this oh not easily okay i will okay. send it to you what, 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 I do have an Instagram account. Yes, yeah, I can well. put it on the Instagram if you want me to. Yeah, do yeah, because what, what we want to do here, obviously, as you know, the the hypercritical crochet fans that we are, we'd like to ex <laughs> express our opinion on whether it is actually up to scratch. You know, you know, because obviously we know lots about that. Okay, I love that answer. Love that answer. Another person being creative uh, and making something um, and putting some value into the world, Cambridge. What have you made that you're most proud of? Well, obviously being the father of four children. Um, Here we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I can't really take any credit for that, can I? Um, um, although I did put in the legwork, I will say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I make, uh, I make 
a really mean Spanish omelette, but I think you yeah, all know that already. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and um, I'm, I'm really proud of uh, the lattes I do now as well. But my proudest achievement, I don't know whether you can count it as something made. I was about, how old would I have been? 17 stroke 18. I'd just got my first car, and um, it was a Ford Cortina 1.6L, and it was beige with a bright brown vinyl roof classic classic ford um and mark three for those of you interested and uh the alternator had packed up on it so i went down to the old scrapyard got a reconditioned alternator jacked the car up with the tire jack got underneath with like pliers and uh wrenches that didn't really fit and using the old hayes manual i uh I replaced replaced the alternator on this wow. car. I think that's the best. I'm genuinely that. impressed. Yeah, I'm genuinely impressed. Yeah, that's 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 nice. That's a a nice moment of creativity. Uh, yeah, bearing in mind, I was absolutely convinced you were going to go about your about your muesli milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the muesli milkshakes are certainly a unique uh, contribution to the world. Um, <clears throat> I don't know where yeah. that's come from. I'm not sure about muesli milkshakes. You told us about it, Matt. Told us, yeah. Told us about it. That was the wine talking. Yeah, well, we do know you like to get a bit sozzled while you're on the show here. Um, (laughs) No, no, I just. (laughs) Okay, that's gone really well. I'm really happy with the uh, contributions there from everybody. Oh, you've given you've given plant life, haven't you? I I have I have created actual worlds. Yes, I mean I know. Literally, quite literally worlds, which, yeah, actual worlds, yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, it's gone to my head. Um, I, I am I'm I'm thinking of calling myself the creator with a K. Uh, that's basically <laughs> that's basically where I'm at. I made I, 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 seriously. I no, can I actually 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 I've got a, I've got it I've got the fucking answer I've got it I went down to the polytunnel last week and I got my tomatoes, my onions and my chilies and I made salsa, which is one of my favorite things to eat. And it's and it's not bad, lads. It's not bad. So that would be my uh, little uh, contribution to the question. And that leaves us getting very close to signing out. But I do want a television recommendation from everyone before we go and get your final little contributions. Uh, now, this is, of course, equal opportunities. So, Lisa Marie, we know that you're probably looking at obviously different TV channels and everything, but we all share and dip into similar Netflix ponds. So we should pretty much have some crossover, I would imagine. And one way or the other, everyone can source stuff these days. So can I actually start with you on this one? Any specific television recommendation for people who are looking maybe to take a break from the uh, the stress? I've been, and this is one I've watched before, but I've kind of gone back and been rewatching. It's The Newsroom. Um, mm. it, oh, yeah. And it's on nice. HBO. Yeah, HBO Max. And it's um, it's another, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a complete blank on his name. Um, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. So yeah, um, I know. It's in my top five newsroom. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I love anything that Aaron Sorkin does. I mean, you know, 
West Wing, of course, and, and all of that. So, so that's one. And then I'm, I'm just, I look forward each week to the new Ted Lasso episode dropping on Apple TV. I'm a huge, huge fan of that show. So, and maybe just a little bit in love with Roy Kent, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I feel I, I I I somehow doubt you alone there. I I, I mean, you know, I, I wondered what the peculiar feeling I was getting was, and then I realized, oh no, maybe I'm falling for Roy Kent. But he is he is <laughs> he is a particularly uh, good, well drawn character. Can I tell you as well? My Apple thing, I, I had like a I don't know, it was some sort of trial subscription when I bought the little Apple TV. I'm oh, sorry, I bought, I re- received the Apple TV box. And I was able to watch away and then it ran out. Now they're looking for a subscription. So I'm only two episodes into Ted Lasso and I'm not sure. But, but, well, in the second series, I mean. Um, But but, but I would absolutely, if you can, Carl, it's it's got a soul, that TV show. It's worth watching. But the other thing on Apple, which I did really enjoy, was the morning show. Have any of you guys seen that? Yeah, I've seen, it's only one one series so far, isn't it? One series of ten. I think episodes, the yeah. second series has started, though. I think it's oh, yes, right. it, it oh, has. Re- it's coming out because, recently. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I know Jennifer Aniston is doing the rounds promoting it, so I would actually recommend the first series of that is excellent. But again, it's one of those exclusive Apple things. I'm not sure if you can get it anywhere else or see it anywhere else or source it anywhere else. But uh, okay, I like this. We're on a roll here so far. Uh, Carl, TV rec. Well, thanks to Marie, because I was going to say Ted Lasso, because I've only seen one episode. Um, I watched the, there's a new um, 9 11, oh God, I can't mention 9 11, it's true. Um, I met, there's a Same. new 9 11 series <laughs> on Netflix called, oh, Turn, Turning Point. Yeah, yeah which, which is, is very good. Really, really good. Because it examines America's view of it all. And um, uh, and basically, the, as I said on Twitter, the campaign of let's bomb everyone in revenge. Um, aspect of what they did uh, afterwards, and um, that that's very very interesting. And there's, there's things I didn't know. I mean, I know a lot about the actual day itself, and you know, um, but that that was very very interesting indeed. Nice, I like it. Plenty of variety so far. Cam, what have you got for us? Um, New Amsterdam. Uh, that was on Sky Atlantic here in the UK. Um, not sure which network it is it's it's an american um, yeah it's on nbc in the, NBC, in the us right, okay. yeah. yeah so it's a uh, it's gray's anatomy without meredith gray so it's a lot better um <laughs> because she really annoys me uh billionaires is about to start again or billionaire or whatever it's called um is it billionaire um what is it billion billions 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 sorry so um, that's about to start up again soon. That's really good. Uh, that's definitely worth a watch. Um, and on Netflix, a uh, series three of Sex Education is about to start, and that is hilarious. It's is it teen, really? It is absolutely hilarious. It is really really good. Is it? Because really I saw a preview for it the other day, and I thought this looks funny. I might have it to. It is. Check, I might have to check that yeah, one out. Okay, awesome. Yeah, definitely worth watching. Yeah. Yeah. Probably it's got it's got Jillian as well, so that's good. That's oh, good. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. It's a it's a win win scenario. Uh, I I I haven't watched anything good lately. Most of the things I've watched lately have been on Netflix, and for my money, Netflix is full of absolute crap at the moment. And most of the Netflix made stuff is crap. I mean, it's high end. Its production values are wonderful, but it's all utterly rubbish. I that, I I can't I can't. Yes. 
Read the chat. Read the chat? Yeah. Oh, my God. What have we done there? Bake Off is back. Oh, my God. Guy, Guy Drinkle wants us all to watch Bake Off, which is back on Tuesday. I, I Again, I don't, don't watch that show either, so I can't recommend it. But what I will say is, for the Sopranos um, uh, fans amongst us, and I know we've got uh, one obsessive and one fan. I don't, I'm not sure where Lisa Marie stands on The Sopranos. Uh, but there, there is this new movie coming out, which you'd have to be curious about, called The Many Saints of Newark. I think it's coming out within a matter of weeks. And I am really, really curious to see what that's going to be like, because I've seen the trailer and the guy's got his, Gan- he's got his Gandolfini voice down anyway. Yeah. The kid is playing young Tony. So I'm curious, I have to say. Uh I have I have my worries because how do you ever Gandolfini if you're not Gandolfini? But still, I I I I'm curious. But he is, isn't he? The kid is Gandolfini. Yeah, I think it's his son. I want to say I remember reading something about that. Yeah, but you see where I'm going with that? That man was was such a one. Oh yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah, and I just, I, I'm look, I'm, I'm, I'm really hopeful. I'm really hopeful. So I would say that would be my recommendation for more of a curiosity, and I can't stand behind it because I haven't seen it yet. But looking forward to it. We should start wrapping things up, guys, because we're going a little bit long, and the affiliates will be getting uh, antsy as we wait, as they're waiting. Um, so uh, let's finish it up with final thoughts from everybody, um, whether it's plugs or whatever. I'll actually start um, today because. Delight, delighted with the news um, after a really sort of tough period that uh, Pooley's going to be back with me. And I, I've said it a couple of times and it just didn't pan out, but we know for a fact that we're going to record uh, the next great stories together on Wednesday. I'm really looking forward to that because I've been doing them on my own and, and that's turned into a really interesting challenge, uh, kind of talking to myself afterwards. And I've enjoyed it and I think I've got a way of working now, but it's so much better with Neil and Toe. So I'm delighted to say that that, Next episode of The Great Stories, episode 33, um, will be with me and Neil in the uh, traditional way. So I'm looking forward to that. Keep an eye out for uh, that episode and go to greatstoriespod.com, where if you are interested, you could always have a look at maybe supporting the show in some way, which would uh, make my day. Um, So with that and my little uh, shameless shilling, for myself out of the way. Let's go across for final thoughts to Cambridge. Young boys. <laughs> you're gonna have to, you're really gonna have to put some context around that. Obviously the football. Manchester United, Ronaldo, it's all about me. Jesse Lingard, Guan Bissaka, the greatest right back, not Young boys. How much should you enjoy calling all of your family who are Man United fans because you've told us about them all? Individually. Call one of them. I don't what? Need to. No. I don't. It's a missed opportunity to rub it in. Because you, no. you've told us it's the first thing they do when they have an opportunity to, to gloat. They do. They do, but I'm bigger and better. I'll just, I just share it with our 12 listeners. You're bigger and better. <laughs> <laughs> it's only 11 listeners now because at least Marie's on today. Uh, uh, well, she will listen back. That is so <laughs> I guarantee she will listen back. No, 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 no. no. So, no, no. At least Marie doesn't count as a listener anymore. She's now a contributor. So, I'm, 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 I'm,
it's been great having Lisa Marie on today and uh, I'm looking forward uh, to her being on many, many more shows in the future as well. Thank, thank you, Lisa. So. Okay. Oh, I, I, thank I, you. And before before we, we, we get to, to Lisa Marie to finish up, can I just say we have more than 11 listeners. These lads are absolutely... Uh, I don't know. They've got a morbid fascination with the fact that, that um, there's only a tiny listenership. I know for a fact there's... Not so, Carl Kopak, your final thoughts. Um, just, just my unplugs, obviously. Sun Green Grass, we've got a new writer <laughs> this week, and I call Simon uh, Weedy, who is um, uh, a Liverpool fan who's written a piece. He's on, he's read in Breda in on the B R E D A, if I pronounce that correctly, in um, on Twitter, and he's written a piece about um, going to see Lancaster City play. Uh, as a Liverpool fan, which is just very, it's a very long piece of all very, very compelling. It's really good. I'm really happy with that. Um, I would also say that the Sherlock Marvelous at Amberley were recorded on at the weekend with my friend's daughter, which is going to be quite interesting because um, I don't have to do an intro. And I'm going to try not to embarrass her by the fact that I've known her since she was literally a day old. Um, but more than enough, tomorrow night, I'm not going to the Palace game tomorrow because tomorrow night I'm going to the Hackney Empire to see a the show of the socially distanced um, sports bar, which is um, two comedians, Alice James, who's on Radio 5, who I talk about a lot, and Mike Bubbins, who I think might be the funniest man in the UK, um, and, uh, and a journalist called Steph Gennaro, and um, I'm going to that gig tomorrow. I would recommend, if you like sports of any uh, any flavour whatsoever, and if you're Welsh, then um, you don't have to be, of course, because I'm not but um, it's just the, the best two hours you'll spend in a week. And they don't edit their podcast down. So if they record for two hours, you get two hours. If, you get, if they do three, you get three. And um, it's fantastic. It's just hilarious. So well done. Yeah, you've mentioned these lads a couple of times. Oh, and it's just, it's, not, not enough people know about it, honestly. It's just yeah. so good. Been on my long list for a while. I will get around to it because it's um, it's not not uh, something I ignore when you when you give a recommendation. And Lisa Marie, have you any f- final thoughts? Uh, any uh, crocheted blankets you'd like to plug? Um, no, no crochet blankets. I've got half a dozen projects. I'm very bad about starting things and taking a while to finish them. Ah. No, um, I would just like to say thank you uh, for the invitation to be part of the podcast. Um, I was equal parts elated and scared to death, but it has been great and um, hope to continue on in the in the future, joining you all for these chats. Oh, you you just you are once you're available. That's it. You're in now. That's it. It's uh, it, that's how this works around here. And we're delighted to have you on board. Uh, genuinely uh, mean that it's great. It's great. It's exactly what, we, what, what we're hoping to do, which is to. Well, Trev, I did tell you that I felt the podcast missed an American voice, perhaps female, with the hint of a southern accent. And I and I think, you know, here we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did. You did tell me that. What a coincidence. It's <laughs> amazing. She's turning into a Carl Coppock after one show. It, it's, it's, it really is. I mean, she's fucking got it already. She's yeah. got it already, yeah. It, it, it's amazing. You just, like, you get into a, a virtual space with you lads and your ego goes through the roof. Uh, it's, it's remarkable to watch. Uh, we look forward to seeing Lisa Marie's ego grow to epidemic proportions over the next couple of uh, 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 contributions. I have uh, really thoroughly enjoyed enjoyed the dynamic with everyone uh, on the show today so i want to say thanks to lisa marie for joining us and contributing as she did 
Uh, thanks to Carl and Cam. Thanks to Guy for his um, shit biscuit takes in the chats. And thanks to you, our far more than 11 listeners. We appreciate you immensely. Um, I would like to say that if you are listening to this on the free side and you haven't ever had a go at the free trial for Anfield and Next Pro, you should do. It's a wonderful body of uh, content, I think is what the kids call it. Um, really good people doing really good work. Check it out if you can. So let's finish up. I've been Trev Downey. You heard Carl Kopic. You heard Cam Branch. You heard Lisa Marie Hanahan. Guy Drinkle has been producing in the background. And until we speak to you again, be kind to your fellow Reds and stay safe out there. Sports Social Podcast Network.